All right, welcome everyone to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. I'm Adam Smith with Just the Tips Coaching, and with me as always, or at least most of the time, is our marketing director and one of our other coaches, Jen Weibor. Hey, Jen. Hi, Adam. Jen, we should probably find a minute or two to talk about your weekend, because I'm sure that was fantabulous. But let's certainly not uh, hesitate to bring our guest into the conversation, a repeat guest that we've had on the show before. And we've had this episode booked out for a long, long while. But welcome back to the show, Damian Nicholson. What's up, Damian? What's going on, Adam? I appreciate you bringing me on the show again. Definitely oh, no. an honor we, to be here. Yeah, it's this is really a cool process for us because we obviously want to entertain our audience to the effect of people that are doing good business. We obviously want to talk about the things that Just the Tips focuses on when it comes to lead gen and client retention and contact management and uh, team structure, all of these cool things. And when we get somebody on the show for the first time, we really get an opportunity to interview them, see what they're about, how cool are they. And so, yeah, for us to be able to handpick out those cool people and invite them back on the show is a treat for us. So, yeah, no, we're, we're happy to do it. Um, I think that we should uh, probably pick up where we left off briefly before Jen cut us off, said we got to go <laughs> I live. Know. I know. We I have a set time it. slot, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. We got to perform in a manner that, you know, we're, our audiences are used to, et cetera. But we were talking about the fact that you just moved into a new home, which is uh, an interesting kind of avenue for people in mortgages or real estate because we see it every day. We don't get to experience and internalize the personal aspects of it. Um, and we got to the point where you had said you and your wife were actually having a pretty good time with the process, a new build. And of course, I would say the last time I moved, which I think is one of the most heinous tasks <laughs> on the planet, my wife and I almost killed each other. So I figure if we can survive that, we can probably survive anything. Um, oh, absolutely. But yeah, tell us how that process <laughs> went. You had said you were waiting on a lot for six months. Yep. So that was probably 18 I months ago. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a while back. We started, my wife and I, we started shopping and I knew the price point that we were shopping and I we live here in beautiful Colorado. I want mountains. I want my Pikes Peak. I want to, I want to be able to have those amazing views. And we finally found uh, some premium lots that were being sold by Toll Brothers mm. and happened to get a little lucky because I've been shopping with my sales rep for a little bit. She was like, Hey, we got these lots coming up. Do you want one? Like these are going to go really, really quick. That same weekend, multiple buyers came in, but I got a little bit of a quick inside deal because I've been working with my sales rep for a while. And she kept showing me lots and saying, hey, we have this. I was like, nope, doesn't have my mountain views. Next, nah. I'll wait. And so spent some time waiting on waiting on a lot. Finally found it, uh, put a deposit down. And as I was walking out the door, I remember another uh, person walked in. And she was like, I'm sorry, we just sold that lot. And I was like, ooh, got to be quicker, buddy. Um, yeah, by so a that's, minute. <laughs> like, like by a minute. Sorry, 30 um, seconds too late. Went under contract uh, with our first one to move into the stretch, uh, this new stretch of the neighborhood. And I will say, like you said, like we're blessed now. Like we feel absolutely blessed. We love our home. We're super excited. Again, this is our dream home. We have the mountain views. We have a uh, 4,000 square foot ranch plan massive kitchen, massive living room, and the 
the master bathroom is just uh yeah. well, the primary bathroom is just the dive for it. just huge soaking tub rain can shower like for us it's, it's our dream home so we're super excited about it however like you said uh during that process especially that design center process uh me and my wife were about ready to strangle each other i kind of checked out and i was like it's your kitchen i was like your house i was like i'm done this is way too many options i know when they went to go pick out our when we went to go pick out our countertops I feel like as a man, I'm like, I need like three, maybe five options. When I got 30 options of different types of whites, I was like, no oh, whites. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, nope. like we have, we have cream whites. We have eggshell whites. We have oh, whites with uh, gray marbling and brown marbling, black marbling. I was like, and we have all these mixtures. I was like, that's no, no. I was like, Crystal, that's on you. So uh, yes, she was, she was definitely ready to kill me. And I was just like, I'm, I'm checking out like, Here's the basic principle. I was like, I don't need that much detail. Awesome. So it was a good time. And what was it like working with the builder? So I actually, I actually relatively built a person. My builders were awesome. Uh, so I worked with Rachel from Toll Brothers and our construction manager was Austin. And they were such a pleasure to work with. Every single Wednesday, they gave us an update. There was a few hiccups in the design center, but they were they made sure that they were on top of their stuff. Um, so I have nothing but good things to say. However, during this process, we went from three percent interest rates to six percent. Ah, so, I'm not responsible, I swear. <laughs> I'm just the mortgage broker. So we were we were. So I'm sure every buyer goes through that that emotional distress of like, am I making the right decision? Is this going to be good for me? I got to say, I'm so grateful that even though our mortgage basically doubled from when we originally went under contract to when we closed, because we didn't lock in that interest rate, it was going to cost us like 20 grand to lock it. And I was like, oh, it'll be fine. I kind of wish I forked up to 20 grand. However, once we, uh, once we sat down, we locked, uh, I had two people come in and offer me 1.1 for the house just immediately came in and had about 150 K in equity. As soon as we closed on the home, just, we got the nice premium lot. There's only so many, we have one of the most desirable floor plans and it was just something that we, we were blessed to have. So we immediately got some multiple offers. As soon as we closed on the house, we were just, just really, really lucky to pick up what we did. Yeah. And the mortgage is so temporary. Everybody who's purchased a house this year, last year, you're going to refinance it before the year is out or next year. I'm, oh, absolutely. I'm not uh, all that concerned. I still think the increase in what the interest rate would be between the day you close and the day you would probably refinance is still going to be less money than the 20 grand to have uh basically purchased a long-term rate lock. So yeah, oh, I, I think you'll probably end up ahead of the game anyway, which is really, really cool. Um, and I'm willing to bet that it gave you some insight. Obviously, a lot of people are buying new builds right now, despite the fact that builders aren't building at the pace they once did. That's part Absolutely. of the reason we have such a gross inventory shortage that's been culminating all these years. But I'm willing to bet that you got some good insight from con for consumers buying from builders on how to approach them, how to deal with them, how to negotiate with them, those kinds of things. And you probably were able to impart some of that wisdom on your team as far as, hey, when you have a buyer that's dealing with a builder, do this or yep, don't absolutely. do this. Well, give absolutely. us a couple of nuggets, man. So, so the big thing when working with builders, because uh, I've worked with builders in the past and I will say the thing that you don't see as the agent, because it's our job to be the unemotional anchor during this process. 
However, it gave me a, a very good perspective of understanding the emotions that every buyer goes through. Even, even myself, I'm in the business and like I was, there was a couple of times where I felt like I was going to have a heart attack and I was like, oh my goodness, I was like, am I making the right decision? And I kept telling myself two things. Every mentor, every uh, gentleman, I've, uh, entrepreneur I've talked to that's been in real estate for a long time, they always said one thing, I, I don't care what the market's doing, I wish I bought more doors. So I had to keep telling myself that during this process, because there's a couple of times I, I wanted to back out and I was like, oh my goodness, like the economy is crazy. Everything's going nuts. So I had to keep telling myself, it doesn't matter what the market's doing. Just buy more doors. It doesn't matter. And I got to say, I'm absolutely grateful that I continue to have that conversation with myself and with my wife. Because uh, she was ha also having those conversations like, babe, like, are we making the right decision? Should we back out? So understanding that, really understanding that emotional perspective personally is really going to allow me to say, hey, like I completely understand where you're at. However, this is how we address the situation. Do not let yourself get too involved in your own emotions that you pull yourself from a good opportunity. Does that make sense? I think, I think at the end of the day, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, or being in business and dealing with people, it's really our job not only to obviously understand the process, but be able to manage our clients' emotions and make sure that they're not getting inside their own, own head too much. Well, and that one is a difficult one because it is, it's, it's enormous. The enormity mm -hmm. of buying a home, moving, getting a mortgage, taking on that kind of debt, so on and so forth. It's big stuff. It's really big stuff. We've got to be sensitive to it without equivocation. But I don't think that there's anything more profound and certainly right now than that mentality of buy more doors. Absolutely. I certainly wish I had, wish I uh, am, you know, those kinds of things. Always have my sights set on it without equivocation. But I think that one of the things that's kind of leading, I don't want to say leading me astray, but is you know really going on in the back of my mind is that someday in the not too distant future, the opportunity for most everybody to do that is going to go away. Oh, absolutely. Buying doors, owning a home, just even owning your primary residence is going to be a luxury item. It's going to be reserved for people who can actually afford luxury shit. So you probably know somebody who owns a Ferrari. It's not me, but there are people out there, <laughs> um, right? Or yep. they already own a home and they're able to leverage that home into another home or more real estate or whatever the case may be because of how that real estate behaves from a financial perspective. I mean, we're already seeing that today. We're Absolutely. already saying that. Absolutely. Every every single day, every single year that because uh, I've only been in real estate for about five years. And when I first came in, military could purchase homes mm. and they're You're in the springs. You're in age. Colorado Springs? Yes, sir. Okay. So military, they were able to purchase in their BH zone. Now the conversations I'm having, I'm not telling people no. I'm showing them it's not most conversations, I'm showing them it's not possible. I'm like, all right, great. You want to stay in your BH zone. Here's what's available to you. And they're like, oh, that's a, that's like a fixer upper. It's, it's a piece of junk. And when most military guys are like, hey, I, I'm looking for something to put my family into. It's like, I'm sorry, dude, but you're going to have to use some of your own money on top of your housing allowance. Like just your housing allowance is going to buy you, honestly, not an amazing home. It's going to be something that's going to be something that's more for investors, more for someone who's willing to put in some work uh, and just someone who's, who's got, who's a little bit more handy compared to what's actually out there. We're like, we're already pricing our lower middle class and our military out of their housing allowance. Like that's already happening today. 
Oh yeah, the the gap between the haves and haves not have nots is becoming a chasm. It's 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 enormous, and there's so many things that have led up to that. And I am not smart enough to figure out a solution. It's going to take a room full of people smarter than I am to do that. But yeah, I guess the piece of advice I would give our audience mortgage lenders, real estate agents, what consumers do follow us, and certainly to our clients, to Damien's clients, to all of you watching or listening live or in syndication, is that make sure that people understand this, that that fixer-upper that Damien's referring to isn't a permanent home. They may need to get into it. They may need to fix it up. They can leverage that equity into a better home and then into a better home and so on and so forth. And with the rate at which properties are appreciating due to the supply and demand problem that we're probably not going to solve in my lifetime, you're going to see huge gains. Gains that are going to enable you to buy bigger homes, buy nicer homes, upgrade, maybe buy additional doors, as Damien put it, uh, convert your property to a rental and buy a nicer primary, whatever the case may be. And that the window on being able to do that is closing. Yep. It's, it's absolutely closing. I, I think eventually we're going to get to a point where, like you said, it's going to be has or has nots. Do you, eventually the, 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 I think the middle class is slowly getting put your, the middle class is getting split. You're either going to be on the side where you have real estate and you're able to buy luxury items because real estate is going to become a luxury item, or you're going to be stuck on the other side. So for me, I'm, I'm personally working on building as many streams of income as possible before that happens. I think that's probably a good idea. And hopefully you and uh, all of our listeners and viewers are imparting that same kind of education on their clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a huge thing that I have because uh, 80% of my business is primary military. So that's something I always talk to them about. I'm like, listen, what's your overall goal in real estate? Have you thought about building wealth with real estate? Because you're only going to be here for two, three years, more than likely. Where's right. your next duty station? What's your next step? Have you thought about leveraging to potentially buy your forever home? I totally get that this home is not ideal for what you want for you and your family. However, it is something you can absolutely leverage compared to if you continue to rent in 10 years, you're going to be in the exact same spot. That's true. But you've probably paid someone else's mortgage off in that time frame. Yep, exactly. How nice of you. But yeah, that two or three <laughs> years, you could literally be talking about right now, at least a, a 50% increase. And if you can only buy a $400,000 home and you don't like it and it's not perfect, can you put up with it for a couple of few years? Exactly. And leverage what's now a quarter million dollars. You've paid your loan down. The value's gone up into your next home. And now your next home is a $650,000 home, even while you still only have a $400,000 mortgage. Absolutely. That kind of thing. So, yeah. And and for guys who are buying their first home the last couple of years or walking away with life-changing money, 50 grand, 100 grand, and sometimes even more, uh, depending depending on where they're at. Again, I'm talking primarily about my middle class and military buyers. That's uh, that's where I'm finding a lot of these guys appreciate that a lot more because in in the type of jobs that we have, they don't even make 50 grand in a year. So having 50 grand in real estate and equity, and when they sell their property, and they're able to leverage that and completely have a fresh slate to either build investments, pay off debt, whatever they need to do. That's life changing. Be able right. to get that clean slate. Absolutely. 
That's that's a big deal. Um, so yeah, we've obviously still got to focus heavily focus on educating our clients, our customers, our audience in general. Absolutely, that kind of thing. Um, what have you been doing differently when it comes to your clients, your lead gen, your touches, your contact management? since mm-hmm. things shifted a year ago. What's the last year look like for you? And for those of you watching or listening, um, the last year has been pretty volatile in real estate and mortgages. So uh, things are different. It's uh, been a longer cycle than that since we've had Damien on the show, which is why I'm uh, peppering <laughs> for what the last 12 months have looked like for him. No, absolutely. So it, last 12 months, last year, it was a blessing. I mean, I had, I had my weekly email. And I had a lot of people that was interested. So I was able to, so I really started focusing on building a team last year. Last time I was on your podcast, we, we talked about how I wanted to build one last year. I started building that. However, uh, I will say I had a lot of learning lessons on building a team, being a solo agent to building a team. There was a lot of, um, accountability issues that I had to work around. I didn't real, uh, so I came into this business disciplined through the military and was ready to get get after it however most people don't have that same discipline and i had the mindset of you're self-employed you're an entrepreneur create your own schedule and let's work to work through that so some of the learning lessons i had to implement was hey you're an entrepreneur however if you want to be on this team you want to uh, be on be on my systems you're going to be here on my time and that was some of the learning just because most people don't have that self-discipline, don't have that ability to control and time block. And that's something with being an entrepreneur, you have to be really, really good at. Being able to cut conversations with your family, because I know there's been plenty of times where my family will call me, I'll pick up the phone and say, hey, is this an emergency? No? Okay, cool. I don't have time to BS at the moment. Let me call you back when I do. Does it make sense? It's, It's just being very, very diligent and focused on your time. And I don't know why that's always just kind of been ingrained for me. Even Jen, who's amazing at calendar management, yep. was blown away by mine when we first met. Um, I, th- I think that's one of the few things I was actually able to educate Jen on rather than Jen being the one always uh, teaching me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that one, it, it just always came so naturally to me. But yeah, if you ask me what I was doing between 8.55 and 9 a.m. on August 7th later this year, I could tell you. My calendar is that regimented. I love it. Uh, And I just, I can't imagine how people are able to operate without that kind of calendar management. It's why it's one of the biggest modules that we cover at Just the Tips Coaching is that time blocking, that time management, that calendar management. And that people are able to kind of bounce through their days as entrepreneurs, real estate agents, mortgage originators, insurance agents, whatever the case may be, where you are in a pay for performance environment and not doing that is mind boggling to me. How you cannot, how you get through without managing that and honoring your calendar. In fact, that's a really good point that it has to be a, constant and consistent type of activity. Uh, Jen and I have a past coaching client, an amazing guy, he's a mortgage originator in Tennessee. Okay. And every now and then he comes back to me and says, I'm, I'm screwing this up. I'm, what am I doing? What am I not doing? And I'm like, mm, are you honoring your calendar? Well, no. Well, there you go. 
That's pretty much the solution. If you do what you know you're supposed to be doing and you get it done, then get it done. And I'm, I, I hate task lists. <laughs> I abhor post-it notes. Don't do that shit. If you want to get something done, calendar. put it in your calendar. I have changed the furnace filter in my calendar. Yep. Take same. the trash out. It's in my calendar. Same. Those same. Kinds of things, there, just because my I trash want is every that- Friday. Yeah. My trash is every Friday. I literally have it in my calendar. Thursday at 8 p.m., I put out my trash. because it Take out the trash done. cans. Yes. So one little tip I can give the viewers is if you're trying to live by your calendar, reflect on your cam- uh, on your calendar every single night before you go to bed. Yep. What needs to be done tomorrow? And it's the first thing I look at every morning. Yep. It's what do first, I have going on la- today? It's the last thing I look at before I go to bed, and it's the first thing I look at before I check emails or anything. What do I have going on today? Okay, awesome. Now I know how to attack my day. Jen, we should just have Damien come teach uh, calendar management to our clients. Right. <laughs> right. And you I know, love it's it. funny because some of that regimen may come from the military background. Uh, some of mm-hmm. it may come from, well, frankly, I'll bet some of it came from my father. He was always really uh, regimented. Um, again, military background um, uh, was uh, when he finished his. Uh, God, was he a reservist or a guardsman? Maybe both. Uh, he was in a JAG Corps and uh, was an attorney mm. for many, many decades. And I'm okay. sure that kind of calendar management and regimen is required there as well. Um, so, yeah, there was probably a lot of that. And I just absorbed it. Um, I don't know. It's just always been such an important piece of my routine. And I guess some of it is because I want to know the routine. I want to control the routine. So talk, so talking about that, adding to that, the routine, stop chasing shiny pins. Uh, I, I have, I have agents on my team. They're like, Hey, what if we do this? What if we change the script? Just, I'm like, no, stop, stop trying to change your script. Trying to find, stop trying to find the shiny penny. I was like, just do one thing a thousand times. Stop trying to do a thousand things one time, because I promise you, you'll get nowhere. But if you do that one thing a thousand times, I guarantee you'll see you can, see some kind of results. And that's the thing about success is that it's boring. It's, re- it's just repetition over and over and over again. Habit. In any business that you build, it's just building habits. Yeah. Um, you've read Atomic Habits, I'm sure. I have, yes. Great example there. If you guys are listening or watching and you haven't picked that one up, please do it. Uh, it is certainly available, both print and audible. Um, and this same client that I was referring to down in Tennessee, uh, I actually called him a raccoon. I said, you are always going after that shiny object. You are yep. a, you're a technology raccoon. I love Focus that. on what you need to be doing <laughs> and it will work. So yep. yeah, no question that that is a big, big piece of the puzzle. Um, yeah, I love it's it. probably something that we should even be uh, talking about more when it comes to, I don't know if it's something we would cover at social media day, which we do have coming up and Jen will talk about that. But we also have the Mile High Mastermind coming up, which is unique to agents and originators our two-day conference at the university of denver every fall and yeah maybe time to rehash some of that calendar management stuff and panel on calendar mm, might be cool quit quit getting people to uh be the raccoons the tech raccoons yep (laughs) absolutely blowing my mind (laughs) don't be a raccoon don't just chase the shiny object Um, And I think that what we're really talking about, what that leads to, what good calendar management, what good time blocking, what, and you guys can do that. Anybody can time block. Anybody can put their calendar together. But if you don't fucking honor it, 
that's the downfall. If that alarm rings on your calendar, you have got to get that activity done. You have to actually honor your calendar. And that one is still a third step that a lot of people lose sight of, no question. And that, that one's completely on you. Like personally, like I have an accountability coach that helps me make at the end of the day, I think every successful entrepreneur has has a coach. My, I have one mentor in trading. He's he's 29 years old. He's a multi multi millionaire. Going to be uh, he'll probably hit billionaire status this year. And he has coaches. He has a personal fitness coach. He has a life coach. He has an accountability coach to make. So it doesn't matter where you're at in life. You have to have somebody, a third party, who's invested in you and says, "Hey, I'm going to make sure you get your your shit done." Accountability is an interesting one, no question. Um, but yes, I I can't say enough how valuable it is for everybody to have a coach. Who that is, what they coach on, that depends on who you are, where you're at in your career, where you're That's at in you life, need. those kinds of things. Yeah, uh, but without equivocation. But I would say the vast, vast majority of my career, I've always had one. Obviously, mm. we've been one, although something here at JTT that's very unique is we are not accountability partners. Yep. We're going to give you the content you need to implement. Now, here's the real catch there is that we've put this content together over decades, literally. Mm. And there's just no way you could implement it all or be held accountable for it all in the mm. year that we're going to work together. Yep. Absolutely. You want to implement it in three years, five years, some of it you may never implement at all. Great. But yeah, there's absolutely no room for that. If you're looking for strict accountability, there are people that would be happy to help you. Yeah. Tons of them. No question. And they want you to hold them accountable as well. Yep. Absolutely. But yeah, you've got to be accountable to your calendar. You've got to honor your calendar. No question. Um, and yeah, Jen, I'm willing to bet that a lot of that bleeds through in, say, Kismet. Tell us about the Kismet event this weekend. <laughs> Damien and I, unfortunately, were not welcome. We get it. Yeah, <laughs> I hosted my very first women's retreat this weekend in Larkspur. Um, Colorado gave us a beautiful, you know, eight inches of snow Friday night. <laughs> uh, it was actually stunning, though. The Airbnb I got sits on 40 acres in Larkspur. There were deer running through. Um couple people got chased by turkeys which was funny i mean i'm a I'm, you know into yoga oracle cards but what was funnier is that the turkeys were chasing people and then the oracle card that i pulled was the turkey card so it was all about gratitude so it was very kismet I'm, for lack of better I'm word so, grateful for being chased by a turkey i mean yeah pretty much but i'm gonna have to no, interpret a, that a little differently <laughs> we had a great weekend i mean uh my dog's name is kismet for those that don't know know and that means destiny or fate and that's really was the MO of the whole weekend is going with the flow. And uh, Angie Callen was a huge part of it. She's wonderful. We did a lot of goal setting and intention. Um, Chelsea Vanders Buzzkirk was there. She did intention setting as well. Um, my friend Meg Reichert, she did all the cooking for the whole weekend and did like a wellness workshop during lunch on Saturday. Um, but we had a great time. It was it was beautiful. I that that house was incredible. Uh, walked in and there was a lizard on the stairs, which was funny. A little lizard was taking refuge from the snowstorm, and the Airbnb host was so apologetic. And I was like, "Are you kidding? Like you're lucky I didn't take it home as a pet." Um, but it was lovely, and it was you know for the first one, and we had a great time. There was nine or ten of us total. Lots of yoga, lots of business talk, and great food, which is always 
you know, I love an it. important part. And of some it. cool names in there. We've had Chelsea on the podcast a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that I was on Angie's podcast, No More Mondays. Yeah. Uh, that's certainly worth checking out. She does great work. Can't say enough good things about Angie. Hopefully we'll see her at one or both of these conferences that we've got teed up. Yeah, not, I'd like to have her back like, at Mile High. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, why don't, why don't you give us some insight as to what we're going to do at these two events this year? Yeah. So Social Media Day is June 23rd. Early bird tickets are on sale now. We are doing it right at Metro State, right in the big cathedral event space that we've done it the last couple of years um so the early bird tickets are 109 that's for the whole day we have brett coming to talk about google my business which is something like adam and i do pretty well with but we don't do anything compared to what brett knows about no, it my could business. be so much better like, yeah if you yeah. haven't if you haven't seen brett speak about google my business you are missing out and before you uh go down the path of what kind of what additional content we're going to cover um a Big shout out to uh, Metropolitan State University, who actually has a degree program in social media marketing. They are huge uh, sponsors. They are enormous contributors. They are uh, like best friends when it comes to the social media day event that we put on. So a big shout out to them. Yeah, they're wonderful. Um, and then Adam's going to talk about streaming. We use StreamYard for what you guys are watching or listening to right now. So we're going to talk about some streaming software options. We're going to do a panel about AI because I somehow in the last month have become very passionate about how to use AI effectively. We had a great chat about it this weekend because somebody brought up the example of chat GBT bringing back incorrect information. And my immediate reaction was, uh, I'm happy to see that because people are so afraid of us being taken over by AI. So if AI is making mistakes, then that should alleviate some of that fear. So we're gonna talk about um, chat GBT, we'll talk about Bard, we'll talk about Canva's new AI stuff that if you're paying for Canva already, that's built in, so you should be using it. Um, I have a different LinkedIn speaker coming this year, which I'm really excited about as well. Um, she reached out to me, I believe from the Denver Boss Babes group. Huge shout out to that group. It's a, if you are a female in business in Colorado, you need to be in the Denver Boss Babes group on Facebook. So um, that's just a little bit of a teaser, but it'll be a full day of social media related content. Um, and it's always just a good time. It's always great humans. So um, again, early bird tickets to the end of this month and then the price will go up after may 1st so and then oh. mile high mastermind in september 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 29 and 30 um we're gonna talk ai there too but more focused on the real estate lead gen mortgage side of it um we're just starting to line up content on that end so we'll see what else we can we'll talk about team structure always i'm sure um jason sharon i'll probably get him to come talk too so cool All and a big things. shout to the university of denver for partnering with us on that event as well they are always great hosts yeah, absolutely. Uh, Damien, I know it is an enormous pain in the ass to carve out this kind of time on a Monday morning. Thank <laughs> you again. Um, I would love to have you back if we can do that, if you're game. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because um, this is a lot of fun. We get to learn a little bit of uh, insight from things that are just a touch unique, like team structure, um, having a heavy military business model having a colleague in a different market than ours. Jen's a little closer. She lives in Monument. We're in Denver. Uh, for those of you that uh, don't know, we uh, do get to uh, play in our own backyard quite a bit here on the <laughs> podcast where we uh, have locals from time to time. And 
thing. And sometimes we have people from uh, on the entire opposite hemisphere. So um, it's kind of a special treat for us. So yeah, we'd love to have you back and thanks for doing it again. No, absolutely. Adam, I really appreciate you having me on again. Yeah, it's it's a gas for us, I promise. Uh, well, Jen, why don't you take us home? All right, guys. If you want to find out about, out about all things Just the Tips, text TIPS to 63566. You can get tickets to both the events that I just mentioned. You can get a copy of Adam's book, Just the Tips. You can get all the past episodes of the show. Um, we are now on Amazon uh, for the actual podcast. So you can get the link for Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. You can book a free hour of coaching all the things, all the JTT things, text tips to 63566 for all of that. Cool. Well, thanks again, guys. And for the rest of you either watching or listening live or in syndication, you can catch us pretty much every Monday at 1030 Mountain Time. If you want to watch us live on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube. And Jen already mentioned how to get the links for the podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.